episode of the CGA Tour Podcast. As always here, I'm your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander. But tonight, I'm not necessarily hosting. I'm getting an- getting uh, some questions asked to me by maybe the host himself, Joel DiNicolo, kind of switching roles here a little bit. One of the members of the Big 3 in OKC Podcast is uh, tonight joining with his Washington Commanders, but two names to go that I don't want to say out loud all the time because people know exactly who I'm talking about, football team. Um, Joel, how's it going? Doing good, and uh, yeah, it's Redskins till we die. I mean, it's just one of the things. Uh, we're going to roll with the Commanders. It's gonna, uh, we're gonna let it sink in here soon. But it's it's Redskins till we die. I've, I got three year old. He, he knows it's Redskins already, so we already got another habit to break. So we'll see. But we'll be in the, we'll be in the Super Bowl soon enough. Change is needed. So I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm optimistic. All right, fair enough, fair enough. I'm only gonna make this joke about seven thousand more times. But are we calling you guys the Dirge, or what are we going with here? What's the sh- what's the abbreviation? The Washington Comms. No, uh, let's keep it safe. Let's let's do the full word. Let's keep it let's safe. The Washington <laughs> Commanders. All right. There you go. Yes, Can't sir. wait for Tony Roma to butcher that week three, whatever, <laughs> when you guys play against Dallas or something. So, uh, with all that being said, Joel, I know you had a couple of questions for me regarding the Super Bowl. Of course, as anyone doesn't know yet, I live out in LA, work for the Los Angeles Chargers, and I'm volunteering for the Super Bowl. So, I think I know some information here that Joel was curious about. I'm curious about. At the same point, I'm curious how other people are curious about the Super Bowl. It's it's a it's a weird it, it's a weird event, right? Everyone looks forward to it. There's some stuff you know going on around it. There's a whole week. We've got the Super Bowls in Inglewood, so I I don't know about you. To me, it's not like in it's not like in Santa Monica. It's not like it's in you know picturesque LA. It's not in downtown Hollywood. So it's a little different, right? Inglewood's not necessarily what everyone thinks of as LA. Just to be honest. Right. But with that being said, fire them away. Well, what questions yeah. you got? Yeah. Well, first off, obviously, super excited for for you and this Thank opportunity. You. Literally, uh, literally, could be a once in a lifetime opportunity uh, just to oh, be yeah. a part of a part of it in this manner. Um, now, quote unquote. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, this is your first ever Super Bowl experience being there, somewhat in person, right? Oh yeah, yeah. By far okay. away. Okay. Um, if I was younger. Maybe don't remember it, but yeah, this is by gotcha. far and away. Okay. Well, obviously, yeah. we know each other. We talk here and there, and but right. also got each other on social media. And you go to many sporting events that I wish I could also partake in. And um, just knowing you for the last couple of years, I didn't know if uh, you you jumped jumped off the deep end and, and, and did a Super Bowl at any time. But awesome yeah. that you're able to to partake in it. Um, you know, due to your career path. So uh, salute you. to you, man. Seriously, this is an awesome, Thanks. awesome yeah. uh, setup for you. So, uh, but yeah, I, I was picking your brain, shooting you messages here and there i was like you know what hey let's let's i'm sure we got some listeners that have some similar uh, questions that i might have um have the same intrigue that i have on on just the whole event itself obviously being in sofi stadium uh itself being um what the uh, most expensive stadium in the world correct uh right. five yeah, billion, yeah five most billion dollars. stadium built to date yeah that's uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it in person. And I know you've been uh, many, many days are, you know, walking up and down. You, 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 you probably, you do all the self-guided tours now too. I bet that's on your resume as well now, huh? <laughs> it is. It is. That's, that's one thing that SoFi Stadium LZ just separates itself from other teams I've worked for in the past. Um, there is like a SoFi Stadium, like fun screen going on behind me. So whatever that shows on, that is not necessarily <laughs> branded by SoFi, but I'm sure it's something fun. Um, it's weird. SoFi Stadium is the first stadium where every single day that I enter the stadium, I go, oh my God, this thing's crazy. Like, it's just, I've, I've been fortunate enough, like you said, to work for a different hand, handful of different teams. So, Boone Pickens Stadium, like, I'll never forget the first time I went in the stadium, there was no one in there. You know, I'll never forget when I went to Calgary Arena, there was nobody in there. Kind of got to go in as an intern, right, to, like, go grab mail, you know, or, or, or go to the top of the, go to the rooftop of the stadium in BPS to record something for class or whatever it is. Um, yeah, worked for the Thunder, worked for San Diego Padres, um, you know, Paycom Center, Petco Park. Then also got a chance to work for uh, Detroit Pistons and Little Seas Arena and the Pistons Performance Center, Henry Ford Pistons Performance Center as well too. And all those places after, like they all feel incredibly cool to be in. They all, every place does. But SoFi is one of those where Every single time I go in, from the out the outside of it, 
It's just so impressive. The inside of it, after a little bit, after being in there for every single day of training for two months, after being in there for, I'm going to say, probably another month, kind of, of, like, days that just doing tours, and then probably, like, 10 to 15 days of doing, like, preseason games, home games, and then there's some other events. The inside of it does get a little, like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that is. Like, oh, that's kind of... But still, when I'm walking around it, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, dude, there's just palm trees. Like, there's just such a cool... It's just like, oh, yeah, you know what? Oh, there's the huge lake. Oh, yeah, there's, like, all the downtown buildings in downtown. Like, it, it just is impressive. Um, now, $5 billion, that's not as much money as I will ever see in my lifetime. I don't think you and I both together will see that much money in $5 bill, But maybe with inflation rates, we will. Who knows? I'm just... I'm impressed every single time I go in. It has not worn off at all. I don't think Paycom Center slash Chesapeake Energy Arena ever really wore off on me either just because it was so cool to work for the Thunder when I was going to college. But at the same point, like, I was an intern there. So I was in the in there every single day sorting preseason pre tickets to mail out. Would do that 110% again. That is what every intern does. That is part of it. Not, not looking down on that or whatever. In fact, I actually am really fortunate I had that internship because it got me to this job. But... Once you, like, work and, like, kind of grind, like, something like that, it's like, ah, all right, like, what am I going to be doing today when I go in? Whereas when SoFi, I know what I'm doing every day is just talking about season tickets, showing people around the beautiful stadium, and I'm hyped up to see it every single time I go in because how can you not be? How can I not be? And it's awesome to get to show it off. So, so yeah, I mean, it's just one, it's one stadium where every single time I go in, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy. This is crazy. That's awesome. That's all. I, I, I'm glad that you brought up the um, the lakefront, um, mm -hmm. a piece of uh, of the property um, with the, with the palm trees scattered around, not just obviously around the lake, but even you know pretty much just literally in the stadium. We got palm trees. Uh, just that, just that that beach feel, that Caribbean feel, just uh, that relaxing feel. And then oh yeah, let's jump in there with seventy thousand loud fans and uh, let's get after it for a football game. That's oh my god. I'm I'm yeah, I'm dying. I'm gotta dying get you out, out here. There. Gotta get you out here. Two, I, I have Charger season tickets. Your two tickets for a game. Let me know which game you want to go to. No one else has told me what game they're going to yet. So, gotta get you out here for sure, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. If it's you, I'm, if I'm it's you and Jew, then we got the couch. We got an air mattress, and you're good. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to it. So, I'm gonna hold you to do. it. Please do. And then you mentioned all uh, of the perks of seeing that beautiful stadium, but. You didn't mention uh, that infinity screen. Tell me about that infinity. I heard it's literally bigger than the field. Is that right? It is. It's 120 yards. Oh my so God. it's a weird, oh it's, it's a weird, it's, it's a weird screen. Cause from certain angles, like if you're sitting in the end zones, you can't really see cause you're just, it's, it's weird. I, okay. So you can see, probably anyone can see here from the photo that's behind me, but I'll try to pull this up a little bit better. So there is like an odd deal with it though as far as um how it's positioned through the stadium because as you if you're in the end zones it's smaller on the end than it is in the middle so the middle like it's pretty big and it kind of goes out in the sides and it comes back again in the middle on the other side so if you're on the sidelines which is where majority of the seats are you have a great perspective of it no matter what but if you can see like my screen right now and watch this on youtube or, or replay or whatever it says SoFi Stadium, and then it has the Super Bowl on top. So if you are only able to see the outside of the screen, which if you're in the basically the 400 level or above, that's all you can see is just the outside of it. The speakers are the outs are half of the outside of the screen. They are like they're massive speakers. So when I was training, I saw people cleaning them. Saw people get into the screen itself. The screen is three stories tall, and there is a like an elevator cart, like it, it comes down on like a couple of wires. It's, it's comes down from me underneath the screen. There's like a trap door that has an X on it underneath it. And that X, like, like that door, like swings open. I don't know how, I don't know if somebody hits a button. I don't know if somebody has to like manually climb inside of it through the catwalk first. No idea, but the door will swing open and then you'll see a cart, like go down all the way down to the field and people hop in the cart and then they'll ride all the way back up. And it's just by like a couple of cables, maybe four of them on each one side of the cart and go right back up and then they'll be in the screen fixing it, cleaning. I don't know. I'm not asking. I'm just appalled. I'm going, oh, 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 
oh my god, they're gonna make it. Okay, every single time, it's just bizarre. And and can you tell all the listeners um, what company made that infinity screen? Because I think it might be the same company that made my my phone. Let everybody know, please. Samsung. It's also the company yes, that made the TV behind me too. Yes, uh, sir. If you can see, uh, Samsung. Yeah, Samsung the infinity Samsung. screen. Everything, every electronic in my house is Samsung. <laughs> my 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 dang stove, my my refrigerator, all the TVs. Yeah, we're, we're team Samsung. Very loyal Samsung. <laughs> yeah, very loyal Samsung. I like it. I like it. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, well, let, let's talk about the big day. Obviously, February thirteenth. Oh, yeah. There's um there's a game coming up. I don't know if it's going to be bigger than the the LA Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. I know it's going to be a tough toss up, or what if it's going to be bigger? But uh, let's talk about the upcoming game um, between the Bengals and the and the Rams, and uh, let's talk about your specific role because I'm very curious. I know there's a couple of different options of what was going to how it's going to unfold for you. Uh, so, what's the latest update on come Sunday morning? Tell me your whole as of right now, what's your whole schedule look like for Super Bowl Sunday? Okay, so I don't want to be that guy. I get it. I get to volunteer for the Super Bowl. This is not going to sound like I'm super hyped up about this. Bear with me for a second. I'm going to get to it at the end where I'm more hyped up. But basically, at first, it was like, we don't know. You could be volunteering for any of these several different eight positions that are available. Comes down to it. I enter my name into the hat. And I'm entering my name into, like, the, I wouldn't say raffle, but I'm entering my name in as, like, hey, this is the chance I have to be around the Super Bowl, help out with it some part. I don't care what I'm doing. I would hate to be the guy who's, I'm not buying a Super Bowl ticket. If the Dallas Cowboys had made it, I call my dad. I'd see if I could sell like 30,000 club seats in a month or whatever, hit my commission goal, et cetera, and try to treat my dad to the Super Bowl. Or if the Dallas Cowboys have made it, like I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan, more like more or less. I mean, my dad and grandfather had season tickets for the Chargers until we moved back to Oklahoma when I was like four or five, um, maybe even like three and a half. But still, when I was when I was younger, moved back to Oklahoma, and then I pretty much a Dallas Cowboys fan. I mean, can't blame my dad Cowboys won five Super Bowls since he's been alive like one early in the 70s when he was younger and like you know growing up and then yeah, they won the Super Bowls when I the year I was born Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl so if the Dallas Cowboys made the Super Bowl maybe I wouldn't be volunteering but otherwise I knew the Chargers weren't making it because annoyingly enough they did not tie against the Raiders so they didn't make the playoffs and so I was like all right by that point spent my name in that let's volunteer and from there, it was pretty much a, hey, you could be doing this, you could be doing this, you could be doing this. At the end of the day, Sunday morning, I am going down to El Camino College, parking my car, going to be there at 8 a.m., hop on a bus that's going to take us over to SoFi, and basically be in place by 10 a.m. at SoFi Stadium. So I don't know if they're giving us two hours to... The, the bus ride cannot be more than 15, 30 minutes at max with traffic or whatever. So I'm not exactly sure what we'll be doing in those two hours necessarily in between. Maybe it's like we get to hang out, take some photos. I'm up for whatever. Cool with whatever. Uh, we do get a uniform, which is cool as well. More details, TBD. That's what I've been told here. So I got to make sure the uniform fits, of course. Um... And I'm doing a mobile, so so that's, yeah, oh yeah, at this point I'm going to work out enough, I'll often do a medium, but you know what, it'll be a, it'll be a, it's either, it's either between, it's basically an extra large, depending on how they make the shirt, whatever brand it is, you know, that's where I'm at, I've lost enough weight where like I'm not confident on one size or the other, just because it depends on what brand made the shirt, but with that being said, um, I'll be doing mobile ticket assistance, this is exactly what I'll be doing at the game. So, for my understanding, that is that I will be inside the, um, the Super Bowl perimeter, but maybe not inside the half-mile perimeter, and I will be helping fans enter the stadium. Basically, use their smartphone to get, you know, to have the tickets work and enter the stadium. Um, the actual description here is that with gates opening at 1130, we want to have all staff in place by 10 a.m. the latest. There will be parking available for mobile ticket support staff at the El Camino College. From there, staff will be shuttled to the stadium. We will ask the staff arrive at El Camino College by 8 a.m. on game day for arrival at the stadium by 9 a.m. More details to follow early next week. It's it's Monday, so I'm sure they'll send us something tomorrow or, or whatever. But uh, my role description is staff will be stationed outside, outside the scanning and entry points, assisting fans with any mobile ticket issues as they enter the stadium. So... 
when the, the Super Bowl comes to any place, there's a half-mile perimeter built out outside the stadium, basically for a variety of different reasons, but more or less security reasons. So I do not think from what I'm reading off here or what I know, I'll be inside that half-mile perimeter. I believe that myself, as well as some other coworkers who also volunteer and have the same description here and same information, that we will be outside of the perimeter but helping people enter with their tickets. There'll be different entry points we'll be able to go through, and we'll be standing outside trying to make sure, okay, hey, this is how the Apple Wallet works. Hey, this is how to view and save your tickets through your phone, or hey, you need to go over to this box office, and they'll help you out reprinting the tickets or whatever, or looking you up because it's not going to work the way you have it. And, and it's going to be one of those multiple things. I've worked in ticket sales now for, ah, oh man, coming up on uh, four years. It's been four years now. I'll be fully on four years this June. That works in ticket sales. So at this point, if I don't know how mobile tickets work, I probably should be asking myself a couple questions. So well, hopefully sure I'll be little, helpful. Hopefully I'll be helpful no, enough is my point. I'm sure Little Caesars Arena will help out in this uh, Super Bowl uh, game on Sunday. <laughs> All the ticket expertise I have there. Would you like a Canadian Heritage Night shirt? Right. No? No? Okay. Uh, can I get you a scarf? Oh, you want the bobblehead? We do not have any more. We are giving out all the bobbleheads. So, anyways, yeah, it'll be something like that, I'm sure. That's awesome, man. That's all. okay. So, okay, so you're gonna get there at ten. Gates are eleven thirty. Um, now, obviously, of course, this is like no other game that is around. Um, so, I know for Thunder games, obviously, here in Oklahoma City, uh, doors open an hour and a half before tip off. Um, it's for NFL games. Is it still hour and a half, two hours? Or what is it typically? So for? it's, it's nor it's normally two hours. Um, okay. normally two okay. hours where I remember we had to get to the stadium for any of our games. We had to get there at, um, might be two in it. Yeah. I'm trying to think here. I think it's, yeah, it's normally at least it's normally two hours. So we had to get okay. to the stadium for normal, normal game day, run a show. A lot of chargers games kicked off at one, one ten, one thirty, somewhere in there. So we had to get to the stadium at nine 30. Then we had like a pre-huddle meeting, went over what we're going to do that today, got breakfast or lunch. Awesome. And then basically had to be over at our stations kind of like, you know, 10, 10, 15, had everything set up. So that by 11, when yeah. the gates open, everyone's coming in, we're all set up and ready to go with all of our uh, ticket booth and, you know, all that type of stuff. So gotcha. Super Bowl, so they're opening it up four hours early. It's gonna be okay. That's, crazy. that's what I was just, yeah. I, so I was assuming just confirm. Okay. So you can literally come into the stadium hang out in your seat. Not that many people do that four hours for the whole time, hanging out in your seat, um, but you potentially could uh, for the hey, If you're spending upwards of five grand a ticket, I don't blame you. Enjoy it. I don't get blame you. Get blame your money's it. worth. Come on in. Come on in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, one of the other big questions, and uh, I slightly already know the answer, but I, I do want to hear it more and a verbal response from you is the seating capacity for a typical uh, game at SoFi, whether it's Chargers or Rams, is what, 70,000 or 72,000? 70. Yep, 70,000. 70, and then I did see across the ticker that for the Super Bowl, we're bumping it to 100,000, which definitely caught my eye and definitely piqued my interest on where you guys going to get 30,000 seats from, but it sounds like that's not the case at all, right? What are we doing so, with 30,000 extra people in the yeah. stadium on Sunday? So there are 30,000 standing room only tickets available if SoFi wants to make them available. So the state, I mean, SoFi Stadium. So more or less, just to kind of clean and simple, they're opening up 30, they're opening up all the standing room only seats to be able to sell um, or give out to, fingers crossed, me after my volunteer shift is over or or somebody, uh, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, hopefully I get to keep the shirt. Uh, I get for volunteering. I I was asked to return the shirt for that I volunteered that I used to volunteer for the uh, Bears Rams game, the season opener. I was asked to return oh, that wow. shirt after working in the box office. I get it. I told him I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna. Can I please wash this for you? Like, good lord, you don't want this right now." And they're like, "Because I do, I wore a different shirt until I got there, you know." Grand. Yeah. Um, they're like, "Oh yeah, please do." So yeah, I did that and brought it back. Um, they probably still had to watch it again or something. <laughs> you know, probably couldn't take my word for it legally with COVID and stuff too. Anyways, so I mean, we're talking about a shirt that just literally said like "SoFi" and a polo shirt, or what? What are we talking? Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was trying okay. to find that shirt instead. I wore my Hollywood Park um, shirt. It says okay. I got this for volunteering 
for an event that no one knew I was there. I could have <laughs> never showed up. I don't think I never checked off a sheet that had my name on it. I never I signed no anything. Record. <laughs> I stood around the stadium from like 9 a.m. to let's say noon. Maybe it was 10 a.m. to noon or something. A couple hours mm-hmm. on a Saturday or Sunday, like right after I started when it was like, hey, guys, all five of you, you guys need to work this event. And we're like, oh, oh, all right, cool. All right, I guess that's not, I guess I'm not you know, set them up the rest of my apartment this weekend or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just one how events go, right? Like some events are just hugely attended where I would have definitely been needed could have answered a bunch of questions, but that, that must've been just a super late arriving crowd. And I got lucky enough to sign up early, so, you know, do an earlier shift for volunteering. But yeah, uh, I should have worn the, I was trying to find my polo that says, so by stadium box office on it, it's yeah. like Navy. It's, yeah. My Jimmy Kimmel LA bull shorts. That was so <laughs> weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so back to the extra 30,000 are going to be in the stadium for Super Bowl Sunday. So you're saying the 70,000 that are there for a regular game, you're not, obviously some of those are still standing room only tickets out of that 70,000 for a regular game, right? So, so every seat that is sold for a regular game is sold uh-huh. at, is sold as a seat. Sold okay. as an actual physical seat. Now, the the playoffs for the Rams, I'm sure they got some same only tickets out there okay. or, or whatever. I mean, if the demand is high enough, I'm sure there's something that changes there. I'm not an expert in that gotcha. field. But what I can say for sure is that a lot, like the 500 level of seats, for example, mm-hmm. and so if I see in the you know, kind of the upper deck, is not widely packed for every single game, even if the game is sold out. And it's because there are drink rails behind a lot of different sections in SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium, behind the 200 level, 300 level, 100 level, not not really, but there's just some other spots where people can hang out that are kind of ceremony spots. 400 level for sure, right behind the seats, there's a drink rail at every single seat. So with all of that, you can ceremony, those, those are not sold as like actual seats. Like you don't have like, Hey, I have spot 17 on the 400 level in this section or whatever as a ceremony seat. But like basically if you have a ceremony ticket, like it's your right to say you have that over somebody else going, Hey, I have gotcha. 500 level. Yeah. Now grant, like you and I, if we're walking in the stadium, talking to somebody or yeah. whatever, right? Like, Hey man, um, I've been looking for like a spot for a drink rail for a while. I've got a kid, a little brother yeah. or just yeah. like, Hey, it's just me. Like I was staying here earlier you know, got to play who yeah. it is. But at the same point, like everyone enters into SoFi Stadium through the 300 level. Yeah. Um, the 100 and 200 level were it built into the ground. Right. And so if you come in, you don't want to necessarily go all the way up to your seat. You want to see the drink rails. Like no one's, no one's going to be, no one's going to yell at you for wanting to stand yeah. the drink rails unless you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Right. right. So right. for a regular game, that's where a lot of people are. That's why the 500 levels are not always just slam backed or the 400 levels not just slam backed. Um, you know, the Chargers play the Jaguars next year. <laughs> it'll be a great game, I'm sure, because Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert will be fun to watch. The new Jaguars head coach will be fun to watch too. But if this if the game's not sold out, then people, you know, or even if it is, people will be standing behind the drink rails regardless because they don't. I don't blame you for not wanting to go up to row 22 at that 500 level or at the top <laughs> row of your stadium and making every single person sit there. Right. So, <laughs> right. You know, okay. Okay. All right. So let's, um, what can you tell us about ticket prices? We're talking about just face value versus what the resale value is. Um, can you give us a range on highest yeah. to lowest? Yeah. So I can give you, well, I can give you a range for the lowest for sure. Okay. So as an employee, uh, and with other employees throughout SoFi Stadium that work at least for the Chargers and the Rams for that are ticket sellers. That's all I know about is the ticket sellers for the Rams and Chargers. I know what we were offered, what was told to us is face value for tickets. Grand, some of these prices sold out like immediately, so I couldn't even offer like, hey, oh, dude, I know Joel would have loved to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let me get in face value seats. Like some of the prices yeah. sold out so quickly that I couldn't have even had the time to call you up and say, hey, do you want to spend this much money? To go through. Wow. Yeah. I would have just done it for you knowing you pay me back or whatever. Right. 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 But the, the prices start at like nine or fifty dollars for the cheapest nine. ticket in the entire stadium face value. It's like nine fifty. And they range to going up to like twenty nine hundred in pricing. And that's twenty nine hundred is like corner in the three hundred. Two thousand nine hundred dollars for corner in the three hundred level. You know, Which like would be 
How much would that ticket normally be for, you know, like you said, Chargers versus Jaguars? Oh, gosh. Chargers, Jaguars? Mm-hmm. I mean. Because the, the, pri- the prices are all different based on the opponents. Yeah. Chargers, Jaguars mm-hmm. for last season was 115 bucks. 115 So that's the same sheet. That was the season ticket rate for last year for Chargers season tickets per game. Gotcha. Gotcha. First, gotcha. Per okay. seat, the 300 left quarters. Yeah. Okay. okay. So imagine spending $115 and then. Super Bowl, you're spending $2,990. I mean, for anyone who's curious, like the resale value on that is insane yeah. because it's not even, it's like double, it's tri- it's double, double that to get in. Okay. At least that's the last okay. time I saw it. It was like $6,000 to get in on a resale. But okay. it's wild, wild world we're living in. With, this is the most expensive Super Bowl ticket that's, price I think I've ever seen. So I was going to assume, uh, obviously being in the brand new stadium, fresh off, uh, fresh off the pandemic, because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, obviously in Tampa Bay, what, what was they didn't have a full stadium for sure. I don't, what was it, 50%, 75%? Yeah, for, I forget exactly, I but you're right. I know they, what full, yeah. so you got people chomping at the bit to, uh, you know, check out a Super Bowl and, you know, the best city in the world, in my opinion. Right, Calvin? Right? Hell Yeah. Let's see. The world is wherever I'm living, so I'm, I'm with you there. Um, ooh, and prices prices come down a little bit on the Super Bowl tickets. So they're now four. I mean, you can get a deal now. It's four thousand six hundred eight really? bucks before fees per seat to get in. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is this tic- is that Ticketmaster or we're we not allowed to StubHub? Uh, yeah, it's StubHub. Okay. okay. I I, okay. I could check Ticketmaster too. It yeah. Okay, so yeah. you said forty forty six hundred is the cheapest right the second on, on StubHub. StubHub. Yep. And we're is that section five hundred? Oh yeah, that's five thirty-two. Yeah, sure. yeah, row nine. Yeah, <laughs> you're out there with the birds. <laughs> Let me say it this way: like, if you ask, "Hey, do you want to go to the game with me as like a date?" She's not gonna be super impressed by that. Even if, like, if she's not, a, if she's not a football fan, not yeah. super impressed by those seats. Don't bring her. Don't don't waste your time I mean, on your money. I mean, bring bring someone who's either they're gonna pay for their ticket or or figure out some other deal. I would not take a. Yeah, I mean, it matters where you're at in life, but, you know, stuff changes. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. So uh, across the street from the stadium, um, you have the new is it NFL headquarters. Is that what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you been in there? You I, to go in I have there? not. I've not been in yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, still connected under the same roof, hopping back across the street, you have um, the YouTube theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, any special events going on or is it just yeah, for, so, just live music party obviously so, all day long, right? Yeah, so, so they have a bunch of different concerts that they host in YouTube mm-hmm. theater. It is an extremely, extremely nice venue. It seats about 7,000. I know the first event they had in there was the Inglewood High School graduation, which is really cool. I did not attend it, but I just know that's the first event they had in the mm-hmm. YouTube theater. They're going to have other high school graduations as well, I assume, too. Um the, the coolest thing about the YouTube theater is that it truly is in SoFi Stadium. So, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of weird, I guess. It's it's where, we, it's where like, all of us, like, as employees, like, met and hung out before going in. I'm not necessarily sure what the best way to, like, put this is, is but whoever thought of, like, building SoFi Stadium did a great job with thinking of how a stadium, how people... Because if you if you read your ticket, and your ticket says, enter at, enter at entry 11, you're going to go straight to your seat every single time. It's great. It's it, that, That's a clean, simple, easy process. You're going to walk right down to your seats. You're going to walk right up to your seats. You're, you're going to be perfectly fine. But for the people who go, 11's on the other side of the stadium. I just want to go in. I just want to go in and cut through. That's that's where you start going into like, then I have to help you find out how to get through to your seat. Because there's, just, there's different club areas that you can't go through. Yeah. So, for example, on the second level of the stadium and the first level of the stadium for that matter there are mainly club seats but there are also um yeah there are mainly club seats but there are also the ability to like sit in like reserve seats too so or premier level seats so those who have club access so if you enter in through the wrong entrance and you're like oh but my seats are over there on the other side they're gonna tell you to either go up three or four floors to go over to the other side and then drop all the way back down. Or they're going to be like, oh, well, hang on a second. Let me find like myself or somebody else to escort you through. Mm-hmm. And that for the Rams bears game uh, that opened the season, that's mainly what I was doing is I was in the 100 level 
And I was just standing there and I was like, you know what? Like, cattle. Uh, well, cattle, huh? <laughs> well, like I had one dude yelling at another person who was yelling at another person. I was just like, hey, I'll, I'll help you out here. Um, what are we looking for? What are we doing? And the person's like, my seats are in section 122 premieres. I'm like, well, you're in section like 102 premieres. They're like, yeah, they won't let me through. I was like, well, technically speaking, you need to go up to level five and then go over and then come or level between four and five, go and yeah. come down. And they're like, oh, um, well, well, what do I need to do to do that? And I was like, well, you, you can take this elevator or I can escort you through. And, the, you know, so just like mm-hmm. escorting through doesn't, you know, isn't um, isn't bad at all. But still, yeah. it's just like. um. It just kind of is what it is. Um, yeah. It's kind of annoying from that aspect because whenever you're yeah. thinking about coming into SoFi Stadium, you're like, oh, cool, like, I'll come on in. You can come into the team store. You can come into um, several other areas of the stadium, basically, and be fine. But it's just going to be hard to get to your seats. That's yeah. the end of the day. It's just going to be much harder to get to your seats than you would think because you didn't enter through the right gate. That's the biggest thing I'd yeah. say. Entering through the gate that says on your ticket, you're set it's only good because then from there you can figure out how to like wander around and see other stuff and just people are like oh i want to see like whatever's in the stadium that's where you get caught up gotcha gotcha okay okay well you you talked about uh you're walking into the uh the stadium well before you walk into the stadium if you're brave enough you got to park your car tell me about parking um and again it's kind of a two-part question um again coming from uh, someone that's never been to SoFi Stadium. I've driven, well, I take that back. I've I've been there before it was completed. <laughs> um, I've actually been there twice. You know, when it was still a, a skeleton um, in, in production and construction. Um, but parking, what, what is it like on a regular game day? And uh, I can't say what is it like on a Super Bowl. What do you predict it to be like on a Super Bowl? When we're talking about how much it costs. Oh gosh. I- Parking for the super, parking for the char, for parking for a Chargers game was tough. That's the only way I can see, like it was tough. There are it's a seventy thousand seat stadium and there are about eleven thousand parking spaces in the stadium for the stadium. Wow. So wow. when you're thinking about that and then it's built into like Inglewood is a city. Inglewood is not a suburb. It's a city, and so you, I know you get that, but for other people like Arlington. When AT&T Stadium was built with Jerry World, that was they were expanding into the suburbs. So they had a lot of room to build on parking. This is in there. It's LA. Every single space, every single spot you ever want to buy any property in is had a huge premium because it's LA. I mean, my my apartment, I I shared, I, mean, I have a roommate, great dude, good friend, Patrick McDermott, who's been on several podcasts now. And I pay more in rent than my buddy Zev who's part of also the big three in OKC. I pay 400 bucks more in rent a month than my buddy Zev, who lives in OKC, who Zev has a driveway, garage, two-bedroom, one-bath apartment in Oklahoma City, like 10 blocks away from my parents' house. Like, I'm jealous as can be about that price and that deal for what I'm paying for, right? So that gives you some context, if someone doesn't know. It's great, but... Um, The best way I'd say it is that this parking just comes at such a premium and it costs you so much for any regular season charger game. I don't even want to think about what it costs for the Super Bowl. I mean, as a volunteer, the NF the NFL building that's right right next right outside the Charger Stadium, or SoFi Stadium, is <laughs> a beautiful stadium. It's a beautiful building. Um but it's the parking garage where we park on game days. They sell those, they sell spaces in there, but that NFL NFL building parking garage, um, it's, it's great, but it's just, it's just not, it's not even that close. And they're not letting us park there as volunteers for the game day, right? So I don't even want to think about, and they let us park there every single game day that we worked for the Chargers, which is Great, but they still were like, "Hey, is anyone carpooling? Like, can we get a couple extra parking passes back?" Um, you know, whatever. And it's just, uh, I just know parking's going to be so tough, so so tough. I uh, I seen um, you know, I I, I keep 
I'm born in LA. I got a lot of family in LA. I try to keep up as yeah. much as I can with just, you know, current events going on in this, um, this, or I guess now over a week ago, did you see the, um, the video of some random guy who cut the fence for the 49ers Rams game? Did you see this? And he was, it was just like a random grass field in between two ran down buildings. And he like cut the fence and started selling it as parking spots. <laughs> And then the cop, I don't know how the cops caught wind. I guess he looked suspicious, you know, out, you know, from Jump Street. And the cops came and shut it down and told all the people that he, he'd already collected money from. Sorry, y'all got to move y'all vehicles. I guess they started tailgating. It was pretty early. Um, did you catch wind of that? <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I know for sure whoever does on that property is definitely going to keep that fence cut down for the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> um, our, our homie that uh, just had the idea of uh, going ahead and doing it for the NFC Championship game uh, collected some cash. <laughs> I mean, props him for making some money. I'm never going to fault anyone for seeing an opportunity and cashing <laughs> in on it. But that is not the way I would have done it. And also, I know, for, so I know from a season ticket member that... He's told me, he's like, yeah, every game I go in and do the exact same thing. I go in, I park in this one spot, and I think like the biggest lot we have, which is the orange lot, it's just a huge, really long lot on the east side of the stadium. And mm. I don't know exactly where he parks in the lot, otherwise I would say. And he's like, and then to leave, I just move, I just pick up this one cone, move it, <laughs> pull out my car, and then I immediately like look around and then put the cone back or just nice. leave it where it is and just keep going. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, man, you know what? I can't do anything about that. I have no idea yep. I met that many details about it. I don't know how to really stop you from doing that. <laughs> cool. Because when I'm leaving the stadium, it's a nightmare. <laughs> right, right. I mean, like, I'm an employee, and I'm in the parking garage that is, like, a really, like, a parking garage, not the lot. Mm-hmm, I have a pretty mm-hmm. quick walk to my car in comparison to a lot to a lot of fans. That, even though I'm not that close, I have to go around that building. But still, mm-hmm. like, my parking, like, there's only one other parking lot I could really park them that'd be closer maybe two mm-hmm. from how I exit the stadium and it takes me so long to get out of the stadium to get home so when people are like dude man parking is just I don't even and I'm I'm going I'm right there with you in fact <laughs> if I could buy my own parking pass I would <laughs> it just does I mean it doesn't make sense for me financially yeah. to do that at all because then I'd be like oh am I gonna use eh, or not so so to carry on this super interesting conversation about parking, everyone's curious. Yeah, <laughs> you had mentioned Jerry's World, and I've always found this fascinating. Um, Jerry's World was built right across straight from a Walmart. Well, SoFi Stadium, you know, over there by the the Red Zone parking lot, there's a Target right there. How does Target, if you even know the answer, I'm really stretching. How do they know if you are there for Target versus a game? How do they know? I have no idea, but okay. I can tell you okay. like yep. I can Dumb tell question. you basically yep. I, I can tell you basically this. So my my cousin who lives out here close by, he's his name's Cody Alexander. Um he's a great dude. He he hit me up and he's like, Hey, by chance, could I come to the preseason game? And I have season tickets, so I sent him my two tickets. He's like, Yeah, it'd be great. Come on out. You know? And then he goes, Okay, sounds great. And then he called me during the middle of the first quarter, like not not sobbing or anything, but he just sounded really depressed and down. He's like, Calvin, I, I am so sorry. I got to be honest. I cannot stomach paying 60 to $70 for parking for a preseason game. I Thank you so much for giving me the tickets. What do they cost? <laughs> I want to pay you back because I didn't even ask about that. And I'm assuming there was a cost to him. Yada, yada, all this type of stuff. But he's like, Calvin, I, I can't find anywhere to park. And I was like, what about the, and I, so I asked him, I said, hey, so what's the deal with like the target? Because I've only been there when there's not a game, right? And right. he goes, he goes, I, Calvin, I, I don't even know what the deal would be. There were several different like lines of cars trying to get in there and several different like police cop cars there as well for one of the first preseason games. And maybe that was just a barrier as like a barrier to entry, right? Like, okay, you see the cop cars, maybe it weighs, warns you off a little bit, whatever. But I know if you park at the forum, which is across the street mm-hmm. and is a half mile from the stadium mm-hmm. for a Chargers home game, it is $75 okay. for a regular parking space. Okay. Charger season ticket parking starts out at 50 bucks a game and goes up to 100 bucks a game. Okay. So when I see it for resale for $200 a game, I'm going, maybe I should buy parking. 
I can flip parking for every single game, make a little bit of money. Now I cannot do that as an employee. That looks, I mean, that looks extremely bad. One, but two, I'm just kind of banned. I'm just not banned from yeah. doing that. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that clearly, but. Target. <laughs> if someone's like, Hey man, any idea? Like I, I've invited a couple of friends out to use my season tickets mm-hmm. or whatever. When I'm able to, you know, give out to clients or whatever the deal is where I haven't been able, of course, to use them for friends or family. And they've all pretty much come up with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Hey man, yeah. So like, do you have any deal on parking though? Because it's just, yeah. just so. It's in a neighborhood, you know yeah. this, but it's like yeah. it's like, yeah. the stadium is backed up to a neighborhood. When anyone sees me take a photo, or um, when it, when anyone sees like take a photo or on Snapchat or Instagram of me seeing the stadium and I'm showing it, it looks beautiful and there's like planes flying overhead or whatever. Behind me is a neighborhood, like <laughs> on all four sides, like two hundred, like but two, like a hundred yards behind me is a neighborhood with a yeah. huge brick wall, so you can't see the stadium. Now, of course, that's also I think for noise prevention. I hope at least it is because it's so loud for a game. I can't imagine somebody leaving the game, not having season tickets, right? Because you're living that close, like maybe you don't have season tickets, and not everyone in the whole neighborhood has season tickets for both teams. I'm sure. And that wasn't like an added perk of living there. And man, I just can't imagine that because that would suck yeah. living there, paying whatever it costs to live there. And then every Sunday in the fall, it's like, oh my God. Hey, did we remember that this stadium is massive and there's 70,000 yeah. seats, it's, you know, if, and there's 10,000, 11,000 parking space, people leaving by far and away. Ridiculous. Wow. Ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, uh, well, I do appreciate all the extra insight um, on the stadium. Looking forward to this game, of course, on Sunday. Um, one thing before we go, though, um, Saturday night, night before the game, where are you and Ice Cube going to be at? What club y'all going to be at Saturday night? Um, so, I don't know if you saw this, <laughs> but uh, a good co-worker, OSU grad, um, actual uh, fellow Fellow sports, fellow sports media alum from Oklahoma State University, and um, she actually joined me for a podcast not too long ago. Natalie Sutton invited me to a got a party going down at her place um, the night before the game, so I'll probably be heading heading that up. Um, so you're skipping hanging out with Ice Cube and his crew? Okay, man, that's loyalty I right there. That's respect. I don't necessarily have a way to find <laughs> Ice Cube, nor I, I don't think Ice Cube is looking for me, the six foot two, two hundred and thirty pound white dude living out in LA, two hundred twenty pounds most days. But I don't think he's looking for me either. So there, there, there's one more kind of funny story: is that for every single Oklahoma State football game this year, they had a watch party. Or it's just every single game, but like almost every single game. Um, there was like a watch party at this place called like place called Third Base down in downtown Hollywood. So I mean, right in the middle of like, you know, Hollywood Walk of Fame, bunch of other places, right? But it turns into a night-ish club at night. Like it's a sports nightclub. They've got a ton of TVs. But there was a night where Oklahoma State was playing. Oh gosh, I cannot. Uh, Texas Tech. Where it was a really low-scoring game, really close mm. for a while, but it was like an ugly game. Oklahoma was State, game. like, can we hold on to the lead or <laughs> yeah, just a tie game? But there was a huge like uh, boxing match that night, huge boxing match, and so the so the place is turning into the boxing match deal. But they know they've made a commitment to have Oklahoma State people there, and one of the dudes who's like the event host or whatever, he brings a cowbell for every single. You know, watch party. It's great. Wakes me up in the morning, especially when you've got 9 a.m. games, right? It's great. <laughs> but he's ringing the cowbell as, like, they're kind of trying to get us out of the place. They're like, hey, can you guys all, we're going to move you over to this TV in the back part of <laughs> the, the bar, bathroom. by the bathrooms, <laughs> in between the men's and women's, where you guys can kind of, like, hang out, like, lean up against, like, the weird like bar railing slash like where all the toiletries are kept in this cabinet thing. I'm pretty sure I just didn't look in it to know. And we're like, oh, okay, sure. Cause I mean, you know, there's like seven of us, right? Like yeah. it's not a ton, but I'm decked out, you know, me Jersey <laughs> hat, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Good. Um, it, it's just kind of, uh, it's just kind of tough. Um, yeah. 
so so yeah, they're trying to kick us out. And the guy like comes over, talks to the other guy, and I was like, what's going on? And he talks to the other guy again. And the guy's like, no, no, we you told us we could be here for every single game. Why is this the issue? Like, because we're not taking up a huge spot. It's on one TV anyways. We're just sitting at a booth versus standing next to a bar rail. Yeah. And then um, more or less, it ended up where we ended up moving to the bar rail. I'll say it that way. Yeah, like, like, yeah. like, we were not winning the <laughs> argument. It was late enough in the season where I was like, eh, whatever. And for the OU game, I'm not going to be there. I went home and got to see yeah. the OU game in person. Thank goodness. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it was not, it was not a big, oh yeah, let's hang out and watch. It was kind of like a, oh, all you guys are weird. You're yeah. a weird dude with a cowbell <laughs> ringing it. There's like a weird mix of racial profiles here. And then there's just like, um, one taller white dude, which is me. And I say taller just because like everyone else was like five, seven. I don't know why yeah. there's a, there's a bunch of other dudes who come out. We're like six foot five, but it still was, um, um, it was just funny. It was just funny. It was, it was just, it was just a funny time. So you gave me your schedule, uh, up until obviously kickoff. Mm. So do you still kind of undetermined on what happens after the kickoff happens? I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Try not to yeah. get my hopes up that like, yeah. oh, they'll yeah. let us in or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because of one major thing. I parked my car at like a place they know where it is and they know, right? Like I'm driving my car down to El Camino College. I mean, gas is four thirty-nine <laughs> a gallon here at Costco. At Costco, it's four thirty-nine oh. a gallon. So you know. <laughs> you know that's the cheapest place to get it. It just uh, stabbed right in the heart there with the ninety-seven dollar fill up on a twenty-two gallon tank. But I'm driving my car like twenty miles, yeah, to go park at a place to volunteer to whatever to get close by. So I would hope that they have some deal like, hey, come to the Super Bowl watch party. That's in like at least inside the district, and like maybe we can all go take a photo outside the stadium where we're close enough to see it. Because if I'm outside the half mile perimeter for the whole entire thing, I'll be I'll be annoyed. I'm not gonna be mad, not gonna be upset, <laughs> but I'll be just kind of annoyed, and I don't want to get my expectations like higher than that. That way, I'm just kind of still good, you know. Because right, if right. I get my expectations up, like, well, hey, dude, dude then I won't be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I can't keep my expectations reasonable. <laughs> Maybe I get to keep the shirt that was my uniform, <laughs> or I get to take some cool photos when we get there early or something. Right. Maybe there's some benefit in volunteering besides just saying I volunteered for the Super Bowl. Yeah. But if it's just, hey, I volunteered for the Super Bowl, I was around it. You know what? The two teams that are playing are great teams. There'll be replays of it. There'll be replays of the commercials. There'll be replays of everything. I'm not going to be missing out too much, really. I'm not going to be too mad, really. You know, I'll be mad and annoyed yeah. a little bit. But yeah. I was talking about a ticket for 950 bucks, even if I could have. I, yeah. I wouldn't have. I was talking about a ticket for really? $2,000. Of what have could have, well, yeah. Rams Bengals doesn't do nothing for you. It, it's an it's gonna be an awesome game. The storylines into it. You've got like three first round overall draft picks kind of surrounding this game, right? You've got the mm -hmm. Matt Stafford for Jared Goff trade, where both were first rounders. Mm -hmm. You've got the Joe Burrow trade as a first rounder. You got a guy towards ACL, like I also tore my ACL. Got a lot of things going in the game. You've got basically like Team LSU versus Odell Beckham with <laughs> the one LSU guy, right? So many things going in the game. But still, $950 after processing fees, everything all together is still yeah. one grand for one ticket. Like, because think about it this way from my perspective. This was not like, a oh, I'll buy a seat right next to my roommate. This yeah. was, oh, I'll be able to buy a ticket. Yeah. Cannot, cannot resale. You have to right. be the dumbest dude I know to buy yeah. resale for the Super Bowl, to, to try to list your ticket for resale for the Super Bowl. When explicitly through several emails told you not to. So... Mm -hmm. Is what it is there, right? And I'd rather be around it, be around the event, and have yeah. a ten percent chance of maybe getting to see the game for a there quarter. I'm with you. Versus, I'm with you. that's what I'm yeah. going with. Like I'm yeah. trying to be build in my head of like, hopefully, I have a ten percent chance of going into the game and seeing it for yeah. for you know for thirty minutes. Yeah. Of like of like real time, not game time. Crazy. And right. moving on. Yeah. When in the back of my head, I probably know. Yeah. We're going to take us, then tell us all, like, hey, guys, thanks for volunteering. We're going to take you guys all to, like, this tent, hang out, watch the rest of the yeah. game, and then we'll leave. Yeah. Which is, which, that's what I haven't seen today. You know what? I'll wake up Monday morning, be doing my same job, 
Hopefully yeah. go to the stadium as soon as go back to the stadium as soon as I can, take some photos, post on LinkedIn, be like, Can I believe yeah. I worked this incredible NFL season? <laughs> Dull stuff, yeah. that would be good. So yeah. Okay. I don't know. Fun stuff well, for sure. Well, Sunday, um, obviously I'm gonna be super interested. Everybody that you've you, all your friends and family go be super sounds like a live stream. You just gotta go live stream. As soon as you uh, help all these people out that don't know how you use Ticketmaster app, um, help all those people out and then live stream. Tell us where you're walking, where you're headed. If you got in, inside that half, half mile uh, radius <laughs> of the game and uh, better yet, if you get inside the stadium, man, because that is, uh, man, that's going to be epic. Obviously, I'm kind of hinting at the the major Super Bowl uh, halftime that they're going to be having with some of the man. best West Coast stars we got out out there. So uh, that's a whole nother oh, ball game yeah. itself, right? there i can't i can't wait to see the stage and how they're gonna do it la style oh my god it's gonna be yeah you, you actually reminded me that i did want to play something to end um in the podcast here i did want to play a video um the super bowl halftime show trailer in case anyone has not seen yeah. it yet do it, it is, do it it is awesome and it also i've been bumping a little bit of dr dre recently here yes, which sir. not normally i also <laughs> complain i also shout out to you i the game has a great line <laughs> in his song, Hate It or Love It. And I, yes, if, if you know me well enough, um, yeah, Hate It or Love It lyrics, you know that this one line applies to me extremely well. So let me see here. Um, uh, yeah, literally the second line in this song, Hate It or Love It, is Coming up, I was confused. My mommy kissing a girl. And so if you know me at all, you know how, you know, the, the, then the third line is confusion occurs coming up in the cold world. Like those two lines resonate yeah. with me a lot. Yeah. How like yeah. Hey, how I was going through life earlier on when I was younger. Now, the fourth line of daddy ain't around could not be more farther from the truth. If you know no, me I'm at all, my dad has been like <laughs> there from day one and been the greatest yeah guy ever in my entire life but anyways yes, sir. shout out to you for turning that on to me while this super Bowl yes, sir. Trailer, trailer loads yes, here sir. so yes, um sir. all right let's let's see if i can get it without a couple of ads you know youtube loves to throw that stuff in get a couple blind reacts here exactly except for you and i of course have seen this What'd you say? Throw them a couple of dollars. Throw YouTube a couple of dollars, man. Then you got to hear oh, their well, ads. <laughs> if I don't have to, I would rather not. <laughs> be honest here. I would rather not. But let's see if I can remember how to share my share screen. Yeah, of course I want to share the screen. Yeah. All right, here. Share. Joel. Here we go. Yes, sir. Here we go. I think I got it all queued up. Hopefully it's not extremely loud, but it might be. I'm beginning to feel like a rap god, rap god, who thinks that arms are long enough to slap spots. Will there be truth for the blueprints? Simply rage and youthful exuberance. Everybody loves to root for a nuisance. Hit the earth like an asteroid, need nothing but shoot for the moon since. Ah, uh, summer lama, do my lama, you assume I'm a human. What I gotta do to get it through to you? I'm superhuman, innovative, and I made a rubber. So that anything you say is because shaking off of me and it'll glue you and devastate me. I know the haters are forever waiting for the day that they can say I fell off. Like I know how I know Eminem ties in for sure, but it, it's it's great that it goes immediately West Coast. Joel, I don't even remember this. I sent you a Snapchat of Stoop Dog right outside of Randy's Donuts in LA. It was in, mm -hmm. he was in this car. Just the top was down. No, now there was a blacked right. out right. GMC Escalator. There was a blacked out kind of like Escalade or GMC Yukon or, mm -hmm. you know, one of those like blacked out yeah. armored ish kind of vehicle security detail yeah. was right yeah. behind him. But I right guarantee I, yeah. he was smoking probably a J. Yeah, in this in this yeah, exact car, too. I know it's this car with a yes, top down for sure. Like it says, do not attempt at the bottom there. 
great. in the ocean. This is Dr. Dre is by the coolest part of this by far. I think Stoop Dogs is amazingly cool, but this this is the coolest. Still got the keys in the background going with the music. Ah. It's the best it's the best beat hip hop history. Yeah. Yeah. Round the world. It's really one of those rare times that I mean, you got. Okay. Mary J. Blige has some great songs. None of them are necessarily like in my top favorites, but I gotta say, you have Soup Dog, which I was bouncing, I was jamming out to, you know, I mean, California Love for a while coming out to LA. Eminem was listening to a ton of his albums growing up, which probably too many of them. Maybe that's kind of why I'm a little mentally the way I am. But you know what? It was it was a good coping mechanism for for some of the life. Um, who doesn't know "Lose Yourself" word by word, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I'd say to follow up with all of that, it's uh, Doctor Dre is just like so many good beats, so many mm-hmm. good beats, and didn't even say Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar, like yeah, seriously. When I work out every single time, there is at least one Kendrick Lamar song coming on, and I should probably listen to more more Kendrick. Cannot wait until he releases yeah, yeah. another album, but like all his albums are so good. I don't. Uh, yeah, he's the he's the younger generation's uh, version of our Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. I've given that true West Coast feel. So uh, yeah, yeah. In this lineup, he's the one <laughs> at the bottom of the list, which is crazy to think about. At least if you're again, if you're probably you know thirty years old, or you'd probably agree with me. Now, if you're twenty, you might have a little disagreement there, but. Uh, yeah, man, this is going to have, uh, like I said, just the game itself with the the big time names, the big time storylines, um, the uniqueness. Again, we're coming off a uh, now back to back years where it hadn't happened prior to last year of the home team actually playing in the home home stadium of the Super Bowl. Now it's back to back years, which is a that's a crazy storyline in itself. It hadn't happened prior to last year, and here we go back to back. So, oh man, it's going to be a good one. Um, so are we going to end it with predictions or yeah. Say that oh, yeah. what, how do you think we can yeah. close it out? Well, I, I have one more question for you. So Good Kid, Mad yeah, yeah, City yeah, was yeah. like the album. I, I For my extent, for if anyone's ever taken like International Baccalaureate, um, the IB degree program, or knows anything about it, that's what I took in high school, right? To write an extended essay that was 30 some odd pages, or maybe it was, if it was 3,000 words and that was it, I feel bad now because I'm now not that mad about 3,000 words. But I think it was like I think it was like 3,000 words. Maybe it was like 30 pages. Or so. It was crazy. It seemed at the time the longest paper I've ever written. And it was over the history of rap music. So I got really like I chose my own topic. I tried to choose a topic that my teacher would know nothing about. Um, I mean, 70 plus year old white woman did not know much about rap music. So I was like, <laughs> I did not like her. was not a fan of Miss Halsey at all. Everyone knew this. Everyone still knows. So I hope she's okay now. 
But, uh, you know, I, I'm a bigger person now, I hope. With that being said, Good Kid, Mad City was like the album. 2012, senior high school, bumping it. You know, freshman year of college, that was like the album. It still is the album. Money Trees, like, listen to that mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. That might be one of my top five songs ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, was, I, I know you're a little bit older than me. Was is your favorite like one of your favorite albums the year you graduated high school, or yes. is it? Oh yeah. yeah, okay. So all right. Oh all yeah, right. I was curious about sure. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, with game, it'd be the documentary was the one that really um, made an imprint, and then um, of course, uh, I'm a game. This is going to confuse everybody. Of course, I'm a game guy, but I'm also Kanye West guy. So college dropout. Those two are right there in that, that, that last year of high yeah. school. So so those are yeah. So 100 percent in line with uh, you know how. I feel like your peak music listening time is like, not that it fades away, but just, you know, when you really can hardcore relate now that 16 to like 23 age group, uh, age frame of anybody's life. I think that you can really relate on a lot of, a lot of music, just the way it makes you feel um, that keeping that youthfulness and it, it sticks around. Obviously it's hard for me to adapt to any of these new musical artists that are, you know, younger than, 22 years old you yeah know, you just kind of stick with yeah. you like who you, you like who you like at the end of the day so <laughs> um but yeah no the, the major major impact uh, in the music industry when it came to sure. uh, telling the high school so all right well mm-hmm. i'll say this yes your predictions i'm taking so the spreads rams minus four and a half okay that's a lot that's the last spread i saw on the previous podcast we recorded that still is yet to debut so i'm still working on it a little bit but i'll put it out probably tonight or tomorrow that's I, the spread was minus four and a half Rams and I'm taking the Bengals, but with the points I want, I got, I got to take the points with it. I feel like it's going to be a three yeah. point game. I feel like the Bengals yeah. could win 37, 34. I feel, yeah. or I feel like the Rams are going to win 35, 20, okay. but you know, uh, I just, I think Joe Burrow's the man. I think he'll figure yeah. it out. I'm taking the Bengals. What okay. about you? Okay. Uh, I'm going Rams, uh, for sure. Um, uh, I'm gonna go Rams by touchdown. Rams by mm. touchdown. Um, okay. uh, I think the uh, just the pieces that they've added. Um, I was actually watching the earlier replay of um, the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, was the ugliest Super Bowl in Super Bowl history. That yeah, was painful to rewatch. I'm sure there was not a passing touchdown in the entire game by the Rams, who obviously were quarterback by Golf at the time, uh, going against Brady. Brady didn't throw a touchdown pass. That's how god awful that game was. Um, and uh, but looking at the Rams, it's like it's obviously a night and day team. I mean, really, we we uh, Aaron Donald and um, what's the Von the, Miller the lineman, the forty year old lineman. No, Von oh, Miller no. was he was in Denver. No, 40 uh, no the lineman. Uh, well, they got a forty year old lineman, Andrew Whitworth. Wh- is it Whitworth? Yes, oh, number seventy seven for the Rams. Offensive lineman. That was the only two dudes that I recognized was <laughs> Aaron Donald and, and uh, big boy, big left tackle. Uh, oh. Um, Gotcha. Okay. But the, the pieces that they've added, obviously, like you said, with Vaughn Miller, of course, Jalen Ramsey, uh, then Odell Beckham, um, you know, th- these are, these are major, major pieces and, uh, guys that have got a lot of experience on their belt. Um, Bengals, uh, I think this is going to be a team that we're going to be seeing quite a bit here in the next, you know, five to 10 years. But I think this is one of those times where it's like, okay, it's, it's the Rams turn, you know, Tom Brady's now officially retired. And that was ironically, the Rams got past Tom Brady and literally was, uh, made, uh, Tom Brady's last, uh, last game, uh, in Tampa Bay was versus the LA Rams. So I think it's kind of the passing of the torch, uh, right now for the NFC. Um, but, uh, the Bengals, they, they earned it. Um, like I said, Joe Burrows is going to be, uh, he's, he's going to be in this conversation, the Super Bowl conversation, uh, for quite some time now we're seeing some of these greats, you know, um, Leaving us, Aaron Rodgers, obviously at the tail end of his career. Ben Roethlisberger, obviously, did retire. Uh, this is the handoff now. Um, you know, we got the Patrick Mahomes, the, uh, the Allens out there. And, um, man, Staff- Stafford's been doing his thing. We just haven't had the cast, and now he has the cast. So, uh, yeah, let's go Rams by touchdown. Sounds good. Quickly here on Whitworth, just because I was so fascinated by a 40-year-old who's, is he starting in the Super Bowl? Right, he's the starting yeah, left tackle yeah, yeah. as a 40-year-old. I mean, he's the man. It's just He's the man, yeah. But he was drafted. I mean, I, I, I assume. I'm assuming Bengals. you he know all this. He was drafted by the Bengals in 06. He like, I hope yeah. we not talked. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He went to LSU. Yeah. I mean, there are so. This dude is the dude to know in the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, yes, he's sir. got like yes, every tie-in possible. You know, he 
He didn't play with Odell. He didn't play with Jamar. He didn't play with Burrow, but way before them. <laughs> yeah, but but still, shout out to Andrew yeah. Whitworth and his yes, 5.1740 yard dash time. <laughs> uh, that's better than I can do. I, I I can almost guarantee I cannot run a 40 faster than this guy. 5.17. When was that 40 though? Was that no six or was that this year? Oh, I mean, I'm yeah, I mean today today I hope today I hope. I could. Yeah, it says all values for NFL combines. So, yeah. Okay, but I mean, yeah. like, his vertical jump was still 30 and a half inches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's 6'7. He weighs 330. I'm putting it nicely there. I'm running down. And he's. Mm-hmm. All right. Joel, Joel with the. Joel with the experience nugget here at the end of the podcast, really throwing out the Andrew Whitworth theme. <laughs> I, I am. Man. All right. Well, Joel, this is definitely its own episode at this point because it's an hour. Mi- hour talking about the Super Bowl. Love it. So, Joel, as always, thanks so much for joining me slash kind of interviewing me, asking me questions about the Super Bowl here on the latest episode of the CJ Tour podcast. Do you want to be notified of when I go live stream the Super Bowl? Follow out the CJ Tour on Twitter or Instagram. I'm not sure which one I'll do yet. So you got to follow both. You got to be double sure you get my live stream and updates with my AirPods in, I'm assuming, and me walking around the Super Bowl with some sunglasses on. But... I don't, I'll be completely sober because I'll volunteer since 8 a.m. The only reason that you're not live streaming is because you're in the game and in a seat. That's the only reason why. Oh, then then fall out the CJ Tour for a lot of photos <laughs> and updates because you ever if I get in and I get a seat, ooh, my phone will fill up on storage like that. Buy some more iCloud space. So with all being said, Joel, thanks so much for joining here. Please follow the CJ Tour on Twitter and Instagram for more. And like and subscribe to the podcast. We don't have any reviews and ratings on Spotify yet. So everyone help me out there a little bit. Send some questions at CJ Tour on Twitter and Instagram for more. And we'll catch you guys again soon. Peace.